Johnson is three-point territory, but guarded tightly. Johnson cuts left, now fires a three, and it's good! And he's fouled! A four-point play by Larry Johnson! Welcome to the 4 Fine Play podcast. With a new format today, because I'm a dictator, and I decided to change the format. Hi, Sami. How are you? Welcome to the second round of the playoffs. Thank you. Welcome. At least in the format, there's still a guest. I'm still here, so that's good. <laughs> What's yes, this man, new format? The new format is I got 10 questions for you, 10 topics. And Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> man. The, the first six are actually, um, they actually have a limit of three minutes. And then the last four have a limit of five minutes because um, it's pretty much... The last four are not as exciting as the first six. The last four are just, well, I, I, yeah, are just predictions for and uh, okay. and discussions on on the next round. But um, let's let's get. Do right you have into a timer? It. Do you have a timer? I do have a timer, so it's here. You have. Okay. I mean, we have three minutes. Uh, I'll give as much time as possible, and then I'll give you my my point of view as well. But let's start with point number one. Let's say let's say you're about to close the series and you're up thirty points with four minutes left. Let's say you happen to watch the NBA and you know what happened to Derrick Rose. Why the hell do you keep your top players on the court <laughs> with four minutes left and up? Is, know, this when, uh, is this when Embiid got injured? Yeah. Oh, wow. See, I, di- I didn't know the timing of his injury. Uh, but I did question myself. Like, I had this question when I was watching the game of like, oh, wow. Embiid, Harden, Maxi are still in the game. Why? Why so? Like they, they're pretty. The game is done. I, I was wondering why, why they were still in the game. Um, good question. I guess because you have blown two, three-one leads in the past, and you're kind of scared on, that man. this will happen again. So <laughs> you just do everything you can to to be sure that actually you are winning this game. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, to be to be honest, uh, I mean this is something that. Um, you know, has been talked about several times. And uh, I think the commentators quite frequently do mention that, that um, star players shouldn't, shouldn't stay on the court when, uh, sorry, the star players shouldn't stay on the court when, when the game is over. But at the same time, I don't know, maybe Embiid argued that, hey, I still want to be there. I want to hit, I don't know, whatever, 30 points or something and, and argued that uh, he wanted to stay on the court. Who knows? Um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, uh, that he got injured. I don't think you can predict that you know the same way that uh, the math decided that uh, Luca was going to play the last game of the regular season and um, there was nothing for them to play for and yet he played and he got injured and that almost cost them that could have cost them the first round um yeah I guess that's that's part of uh part of basketball <laughs> okay okay well um you know obviously we're gonna talk about the the Miami Phila series um in uh, in about 20 to 30 minutes but that takes me, you know, straight into the second question. What is Scott, Scotty Barnes' ceiling? Like, the guy is really good. Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, uh, I, was, I must say I was a little bit surprised that uh, he won Rookie of the Year. I thought, I thought that Mobley, overall, on the, from the start of the season till the end, did a, did a pretty consistent job. But um, well-deserved for Scotty as well. Um, what's his ceiling? Hmm. Like, who can you compare it to? Do you think he's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, a, try- try- a franchise player? I mean, like, he, you see the the Raptors giving him a a max like uh, in in three years because um, he's developed. He, he, this is... yeah, he, he's going to be eligible for like a rookie extension, and and this will be max rookie extension for sure. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to be a franchise player. Like I see, 
I guess to me, I mean, it's easy to compare, but uh, he, he might be kind of a player like Siakam, you know, like really good player, can be a franchise player, but not on the contender, if you like. So like Siakam is a great player, but he's not going to bring Toronto to a championship as the best guy on the team. Um, it's a bit weird to compare him to someone who is also on his team, but I, I think the comparison is quite relatively accurate. Um, he might be a little bit better on defense and maybe has a slightly better handle. Um, but yeah, it's this kind of like really athletic wing um, who can play multiple positions, can guard multiple positions, um, can, yeah, you know, organize the game and be quite strong on the wing, shoot threes, drive, you know, do everything that you need a basketball player to do. And it's kind of like the prototypical, you know, future of the, um, uh, I guess, the NBA players. I mean, I don't know. The second player who comes to mind is like Kawhi. Um, but I think yeah. Kawhi is at another level. I, I'm not ready yet to say that Scotty's yeah, he, right his, ceiling, his ceiling might be Kawhi. But I think that's, yeah, it's too high for me right now to say, yeah, that's that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're yeah, the Raptors, this, this kind of player, you know? If you're the Raptors, because I was just reading um, a thread on, on Reddit, what do you do with Fred Van Vliet? So, yeah, good which is a which is a weird question uh, also because he's he signed a four year contract, eighty million if I'm not wrong, last year, and he's not necessarily old. I think he's twenty eight or twenty nine. But someone was saying the Raptors should really, you know, that's that's the moment where you want to trade Van Vliet because now his his value is high, despite you know the fact that he didn't play extremely well in the playoffs, mm. but he had an, an excellent season. And that's when you sell him for a couple of, you know, for a couple of picks, maybe for a couple of young players. But I guess the Raptors are also, you know, happy to keep him. He's a, he's part of the title team. I, I think, yeah, like the, the question to ask is like, what are you going to get in return? You know, what are you going to get back for, for Van Vliet? Like if you get a couple of draft picks, a few draft picks, great. But that sets you back five years you know um i think i think the raptors have a very strong team um uh, it's lo- like <clears throat> it's a little bit like miami there's not one superstar i mean you could you could argue that jimmy butler is a superstar um but he's not he's not a top five player and there's no top five player in toronto but great system great team spirit great, you know strong really good core and like yeah van Vliet is still young enough like he's not in his 30s um, so young enough to be in that same generation as the Siakam, the OG, yeah. Scotty. Um, so I think you take this group as far as you can. Like, what are you going to get back for Van Vliet? You know, you, you're not going to get a star point guard. You're not going to get a, a jar or I don't know, like someone like that. So, you know, what, what you, you, you're going to get someone who's maybe just as good. Uh, and he's really happy in Toronto. That's that's where he wants to stay. Yeah, he doesn't like, want to leave. Maybe that's a question for next year, for the end of you know, for 2023, 2024. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you trade him now. Um, and okay. even, even if his value is high, and the players you're gonna get, you would get back. Uh, I mean, I, don't know. I haven't I haven't uh, checked the entire NBA market to see what's out there. But <laughs> yeah, I, there's no player which All comes right. to mind right now. Um, well, talking about the NBA market. One question, you know, two questions within one question. One is going to hurt you, but I'm sorry. Does does Rudy really deserve a 205 million contract? <laughs> Considering his, his very extremely poor offensive development. And does Kyrie deserve a multi-year contract? So more than one year, more than, you know, more than a yearly contract. Because the guy is literally, 
on a different level of, um, I don't know, how do you call it, mental health? <laughs> um, you know, people are saying, oh, they're well, going to give him a 200. I think he's eligible for a 200, 200 plus million contract. The guy oh, wow, plays, yeah. what, 20 I games? I think he's getting year. that. Let's start with Kyrie. Uh, I have a question back for you. Is the earth flat? It's not. I mean, no, well, that. then there not. you go. He's not getting that contract. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't I don't think you give more than one to carry. The guy is just so volatile, like you don't know what you're gonna get next season. He I don't know, yeah. Three three weeks into the season, he might decide, you know what, I quit basketball. I don't want to play anymore. He's just so random. I mean, I I know he's friend with KD, apparently, but that tells me well, I'm, I'm very suspicious of how KD chooses his friend. Um uh yeah, but when they're single after all, like I, I don't really care like if he's his friend, but he's not his best um, teammate to go and win uh, to win the championship. So I don't think he's going to play for the Nets next year. Yeah, he and you know he could be great. He could also be shit. And even if you put aside all his craziness, he's had some um, injury trouble as well. He's not really like doesn't stay on the court for like entire seasons uh quite frequently like he's not he's not the most durable guy and that has me worried like i, I don't think he's the best investment and the guy that you want to give a max contract over multiple years uh, right now like where is that gonna bring you you know like i don't know if it's not next year it's going to be in two years and you're always going to think about well what's carrie going to do is carrie happy is he going to play to tomorrow I don't know, is he going to show up? What's, you know, his new diet? Maybe he cannot touch an orange ball and whatever <laughs> it might be, like some crazy random shit he's going he's gonna to bring. Um, or maybe he's going to decide that he wants to be player's center now. He's not a point guard anymore. Whatever, like he's just so random. Yeah. that It, it um, sounds to me like you're trying everything to avoid the real question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can close the, the case on Kyrie, <laughs> but that's, that's an easy one. I think for, for Gobert... Um, I think certainly he's played in a system which hasn't allowed him to develop his offensive game. Case in point, when he was playing for the French team, they were featuring him much more and he was um, quite dominant in the paint as a big man who could score and rebound and be a defensive presence. Now, I know it's not the same rules in the NBA and in the, um, I guess, the international basketball in FIBA, uh, but like you can't, like Rudy is one of the best defensive players, um, you know, in the NBA, if not, if not the best, I think it's arguable, debatable, but certainly one of the, one of the top five um, best defensive players. I think the rest of the Utah team was shit in defense this year, and he was doing his best to cover for everyone else. Um, and he was, again, like a lot of people are going to say, well, again, you saw that Rudy cannot guard Uh, guys on the perimeter because he's being stretched all the time and da 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 and I think that's more of a result of like the lack of competence that the other players had in Utah rather than him not being a great defensive player so that's point one on defense and on offense really as I said I think the system like was not really featuring him or um, based on the Dallas series they took away most of his offensive impact so like the lob was taken away not sure why but i guess the, the defensive scheme to to cover rudy and, and the pick and roll with mitchell and conley etc was was taking away the the lob for for rudy 
he's never going to be a, an Embiid you know, playing, having a post game and, and like shoot outside the paint, etc. But he can still dominate inside um, with, you know, with love catching. Like, <clears throat> I don't know, you're, you're not asking um, Rob Williams to be, you know, to be a wizard on the, on the perimeter. Yeah, man. Uh, kind of like the I, same I, I kind of just... guy. I asked myself that question, I think, in the last minute or so of the of game six and he grabbed the ball and it reminded me of myself because I sucked at center when I, you know, when I had the ball right next to the, <laughs> to the rim and I was missing it. And that's how I and then I grabbed the rebound and then I shot again and then I missed it. And that's how my, I, I averaged 20 rebounds per game uh, <laughs> in my career. But then um, I think he had a shot and he was Kleber was on him or and he missed it i don't like yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a mind game of course when you are that big and when the situation in utah is was clearly not going to win the situation is utah is clearly gonna break um you know maybe no longer the coach they're definitely gonna trade try to trade gobert uh 100 my point of view they're gonna try to trade conley um utah's gonna rebuild but um, hey at the end of the day if you don't give Gobert that contract, he he leaves, and you're you're the Utah Jazz. You're in exactly. Salt Lake City. You're not you have getting to give him that money. You have I agree. to give him that money. I agree. So. And remember that last year they were they were the, the you know the they finished first in the regular season. Uh, I think second. second. Yeah, like a first or second. Like it's. I mean, last year they had a great team. I think the I'm, I'm more concerned that they let Joe Ingles. I know he's injured. I know he wouldn't have played, but they didn't get anything in return. They got what's the name of this guy? Nikhil Alexander Walker hasn't played a minute. Yeah, in, hasn't in the played. Playoffs. Yeah, hasn't played at all because he's a shit guy. And like yeah. Ingles, even if he doesn't play, I'm sure he will. He would have had an impact on the in the locker room and for, mm. on the guys, you know, for for the series. So look, it was a tough matchup. I think Dallas is a really good team. Uh, when Luca came back, like it, it wasn't like like Dallas finished the season as one of the top teams. You know, they finished with a really good record from from memory, uh, really good defense, good offense, etc. Since they traded for Dinwiddie um, and Davis Bertans, <laughs> uh, and, and like it was going to be a tough matchup anyway. Like regardless, you know, we we might um, look at it in I don't know, like in in five weeks or whenever it's the the finals, and maybe we're going to see the Mavs are there. No one's going to be like, oh well, Utah lost against the Mavs who made it to the finals well yeah no shit like you know they, they're a good team i think they're a really solid team so yeah. it was unlucky for them to 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 meet dallas in the first round but at the same time i think against dallas against golden state against phoenix they would have uh, lost they man and they, yeah, they, they would have lost dallas exactly so they're not one of the top four teams and so yeah they're missing key pieces they don't necessarily have to rebuild but they have to do something to address that gap to help them get to be one of the top four teams mm -hmm. and i don't think gobert is the main problem and i'm not sure about mitchell uh, on the other hand but you gotta pay the guy who scores the most points so yeah man and yeah. you can tell that mitchell is i think as much as the jazz want to trade gobert mitchell doesn't want to play for the yeah. jazz anymore he, he might be the one leader, the so his his commitment was was really disappointing in this series. But by the way, you were right. The the Jazz actually were had the best record last year. Um, going down to my fourth question, um, Trey Young. Who's <laughs> Trey Young? Who is Trey Young? 
He is uh, a guy who uh, faced uh, the worst defensive matchup for him against Miami. So he's not that bad. He's also maybe not as good as what he was last season against uh, in the playoffs against the Knicks. You know, he's somewhere in between, I think. Um, <clears throat> he's not. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really think that's that's that like he. Again, I think against the Heat, against the really tough uh, defensive unit that Miami Heat is, um, it was it was hard for him to to get into a rhythm where he could impact the game. He has to get better so that he can find ways to break those defenses and have an impact on the game. Um, he's still young, like no pun intended, because that's his name, but like he's still relatively young, so. He's going to grow. He's going to learn from his mistakes. He will learn to adjust and adapt to attack some of these defenses and, and have an impact on the game. He's one hell of, a, of an offensive player. So, <clears throat> you know, against 28 other teams, maybe we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have this conversation. Now on defense, he has to step up. He has to, he, he has to find ways to learn how to defend, like to at least, you know, be somewhat of a, not a not a negative impact on defense. Be neutral, you know. Find ways to be the hub defender. Hide on, you know, a non-shooting player on the side or whatever. But like, still find a way to have an impact and not be picked every time you're in the pick and roll. Remember, I think. Uh, sorry, and then I'm going to be finished. I can talk, but I think it was like maybe I want to say five or six, seven seasons ago, and uh, the Cavs were putting Curry on the pick and roll every single time. And Curry couldn't get over the pick and roll. Like he was getting destroyed every time. And it was getting really difficult for, for them to, to just to, to yeah, for, for Curry to have an impact defensively. And people were talking and saying, well, Curry is not a, you know, good defensive player. And yes, he's good on offense, but it's, he's not as good to overcome the fact that he's um, costing his team on defense. So unless, uh, until he learns that, he's not going to be a top player. And I think that was true, but I think Curry got better on defense now. And I don't see why Trae Young wouldn't be able to follow that same curve. I'm not saying they're the same player, but I'm comparing the fact that yeah. a skinny small dude was getting picked on on defense and got better. And I think uh, a guy like Trey can learn that as well. Yeah, well, it's going to be one of the topics that it's going to come out of the Dallas Phoenix series. Like everyone's talking, everyone is, of course, amazed with Luka Doncic generational talent but what about Luka Doncic's defense that's going to come up in the in the in the series well we're going to talk about it later the thing with Trey is it was not his first playoff experience he actually played um, five plus six eleven seventeen games last year yeah. so kind of disappointing you know 15 points averaging but hey uh, what excites you most about the Pelicans? Is it Zion's coming back? Is it <laughs> Is it Willie Green? Is it um, the fact that they have the Lakers pick? <laughs> um, I think it's something that you haven't mentioned. I think what excites me more is Herb Jones. Valentinus? No. Oh, yes, man. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. Defensive player of the year, Herb Jones. <laughs> yeah, no, love, love the dude. Love his energy. Love the impact he's having on the game defensively uh, and even offensively he wasn't he wasn't too bad um yeah lo- lo- love the attitude of the guy like i, I think it's just uh, like a yeah a, a young player who's who's eager to to like, who, who's dedicated to the game i think that's that's how i see him um i, I saw him and uh that's that's probably what excites me most i think zion 
is more of a drama than like a good news story. I mean, it was good to see that he apparently was excited for his team to be competitive and, you know, like the atmosphere in New Orleans and how all the team, the entire arena was really cheering for for the Pelicans. Um, I'm disappointed that he didn't play. I'm not sure what the reasons were and what his setbacks were um, on his foot or his diet. So th- that's not really what excites me. I think it was great to see Ingram being impactful in a couple of games. Uh, I can't remember, two or three games. But also in some other games, he didn't manage to impact the game offensively. And so I'm like, well, you got to learn to be like, he, he's got to find ways to be consistent. If, if he wants to become a great player and a franchise player, that's, that's where he's got to be. Um, so I'm not sure there's a future there. But Herb Jones, there's something you can build on, something okay. you can really build on. Um, and talking about the other young team in the playoffs, the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> um, Don't get me started. <laughs> you know, they could have, not easily, but they could have advanced, of course. But I, I felt question... like I was, I felt like I was, so I just need to get that off my chest. I felt like I was watching a game of 10 year old kids playing basketball for like the, I don't know, like let's say the, 15th time in the season so they kind of know a little bit what they're doing but they still have like these weird stupid turnovers every single time they do random shit they decide to jack up threes you know at some random stage instead of going for a layup when like you drive three times through the paint you get fouled every time great continue doing that rather than deciding to to take threes it was just oh so frustrating it's like watching it team looking at a team who has great talent doesn't know how to use it and just does dumb shit and loses the game like i'm i'm sorry but and memphis is no better like memphis got lucky (laughs) but they they, memphis was disappointing memphis was extremely disappointing yeah and and so your question (laughs) yeah my question is um i'm extremely excited by anthony edwards uh what do you do if you're at the minnesota timberwolves do you keep the three of them Who's more important, Cat well, or D'Angelo Russell? Oh, well, uh, I think... I mean, D'Angelo I, Russell I, was benched in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, lucky he was benched, I think, because he was... So that's interesting, because like, he, ha- he had this stupid turnover, and then you saw... Uh, what's his name? McLaughlin, Jared McLaughlin, I think. I think um, uh, Finch got him back straight on the... Straight back on the... Uh, the like getting ready to be to be served after that that stupid turnover but d'angelo russell can also like sometimes out of nowhere like you know get a clutch basket so i was like yeah i understand why you're benching him and i would probably do the same but is it worth getting him back maybe with one minute left and see if he can get something out of it um so i don't know it's kind of like yeah teach him a lesson but you can teach him a lesson if there's a game next game because then he learns from yeah. his If there's no game, well, you got to try your best. And maybe, maybe a, you know, a stupid D'Angelo who turns the ball over three times but then scores a clutch three at the end is better than Jared McLaughlin, who, yeah, had a good impact, but he's not going to be your clutch guy at the end. He, he drove, I think, a couple of times and got blocked or rejected. He could have tried um, Pat, Pat ba- to punch Pat Beverly anyway. I think he was out with six fouls. Oh, with just 30 seconds. yeah. Um, but yeah, so so to me, Dilo is not important. That's not the guy that you want to keep. Uh, I think they do need like a solid point guard. Although McLaughlin actually did 
a good job on this game. So maybe there's something to build there. I don't know if I would put all my eggs in this one basket right now. Um, but the issue is like, again, what do you get for Dilo? You know, what do you get back? And so maybe you actually have to trade a package. You send him and Kat for... Man, how immature is Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's just like, yeah. I don't think uh, I've, I've, you know, I've lost hope on this player. Like he's just, he's yeah. just not, not doing it for me. Like it's just not, um, not working out. He, it's, he's just not good. I don't think he's good. I think he's a uh, good stats, you, em- empty, empty stats, as we say. And all, um, all like a lot of shit talking that doesn't convert into anything. <laughs> um, so Memphis, let's get into the four predictions. Memphis, Golden State. How do you see this series pan out? Uh, so, who's are they going yeah. for like 130 to 128 kind of games <laughs> and how you know is it four or five games so uh, i mean <laughs> um if you look at just how the series went between memphis and, and minnesota i would say it's a sweep for golden state uh but uh memphis still has home court advantage i think they will win one game and then it might be a 4-1 I think that's my uh, that's my take uh, on on this. I, I think um, like it, it's interesting because I think Memphis actually um, certainly won against Golden State. I wonder if they even swept the series against Golden State in the in the regular. I think it's season. like three one. Yeah, so they played well, but the Warriors were never like their full team. I think they were always missing. I mean, the whole season they were either missing Clay or missing Draymond or missing Steph. So um, they haven't seen them at full strength. Um, it's difficult to get excited about Memphis when they. I mean, like if they went down twenty to the Warriors, like it's game over. You're not coming back from that. This isn't Minnesota. Yeah. There, there's D'Angelo Russell is no longer playing for the Warriors, so you're not gonna get the stupid turnovers. Like it's just it's game over. And I think. Um, if they play that way, I, I just don't see them winning more than one game. Um, if they rediscover the basketball, which made them be good during the regular season, which is fast breaks and transition, etc., which is harder to get in the playoffs, then yeah, maybe they can have a shot, but unlikely. Like it's it's really hard for me to see them, despite the fact that they have home court advantage. The Warriors are looking really solid, man. And, and it's gonna be interesting to see how Ja what Ja is going to do. Because yeah. he's he hasn't been at his best. Uh, there's a couple of players like Bain, like uh, Brandon Clark, playing much better than him. And actually, the yeah. record of the Grizzlies without him, I think it, it's like a 90 percent winning percentage. Yeah, yeah, so, it's really good. Yeah, very Desmond Bain, Bain was the best player in this series. I think even better than Anthony Edwards because he was more consistent uh, to me. And I think I think certainly in the in the series he was the best. Memphis player. I think he's also going to be the best Memphis player in the next series. I don't see Ja. Ja, ja is electric. Like he's he's great to watch. He's you know like he can get it going in three minutes spurts and like the way he won game five for um for Memphis. You know, back to back like th- this huge dunk and then he had I think almost all of the baskets at the end of the quarter to to end the game. Um, so like yeah that that's he can have that impact but i'm not sure if overall like through in an entire series and an entire game he can be that that player who can consistently have an impact on on, on offense um and he's also not great on defense so um he's going to probably get put in pick and pick and rolls between Draymond and Curry and he's not going to see 
like he he's just gonna you know <laughs> there's gonna they're gonna score 20 easy points like that yeah mm-hmm. so uh, that's my take okay. let's see can, if i'm right <laughs> can luca win more than one game against phoenix or i see i see the mavs having a real shot at winning mm-hmm. absolutely i think uh as i said uh i think the mavs finished the season on a really high note and having a really strong team i think um Phoenix is like Phoenix is really solid, but we've also seen that. Well, actually, they can lose games, you know. And I think when it's the playoffs and it's you know 48 minutes, well, anything can happen. And I think that a guy like Luca can have such an impact offensively that he can he can take over in a game. So I'm interested to see. I'm guessing they're going to put bridges on him. I don't know, yeah. but I'm guessing they're going to put bridges on him. And so, how do the rest of the matchups? you know, um, work and Luca is going to like, he's going to co- like, it's going to be a pick and roll um, with Cleaver or other players and, and spreading the floor. And so how is DeAndre Ayton going to impact this game defensively? Is it going to be, is it going to be like Rudy Gobert essentially where it's always going to be stretched? And I know he's better on the perimeter, like he can guard guards one-on-one. So they might decide to switch more, but Luca versus Ayton one-on-one, I mean, that's not going to last like, he may have yeah. a couple of blocks, but then Luca is just going to destroy him. So, so what do you do then? You don't switch. You force Luca to not get the ball in his hands, but then it's four versus three, it, and then it's it's hard. Like I think the offense from the Mavs is, is really good, and they have like really good three point shooters as well. Tim Hardaway Jr. might get back. My, I don't know. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. Know. I saw I saw that uh, apparently tentatively he could be back during the second round. Um, Wow. So no that's another guy who can have an impact. Like it's it it would just make the Mavs more deep, like to just have a deeper team. Um I, I don't think he would take I, I don't know how like I don't think he would get back into the starting five, but uh, if he comes off the bench and give them 15 points, then yeah, great. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Um so so yeah, look, I, I don't know if they're winning the series. Um I think uh, again, like home court advantage can can have an impact. I think. I don't know, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, this might go to seven games. Yeah. Okay, okay. Interesting. And hopefully we're going to have to, we're going to have the opportunity to see the real value of Brunson. Uh, he's going he's gonna to have a few games where he can put his value up to 25 million a year or his value down to <laughs> 17 million a year. So we'll see. Uh, let's move to the, to the other coast, the, the East Coast. Um, I don't even know what to say about Miami, Philadelphia. But I mean, uh, five days Embiid, out for, it's like, for Embiid, it's tough, man. I mean, hey, DeAndre Jordan might play. <laughs> yeah, I'll get him on my fantasy. But yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, look, it's so sad. I think for Embiid because, well, I mean, we still don't know. You know, he he might return at some stage during the series, but I, I don't think Miami is letting uh, Philly hang around if they can if they can close it um, quite quickly. So. Yeah, bye bye. They have Tybull uh, for the whole for the whole series. Oh uh, yeah, so <laughs> Tybull, who even when he was playing in Philadelphia was actually not that like shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very surprising. I don't know if he if it's because he was thrown off by essentially only playing you know two games and then no games and then no game. And, yeah, wow. Um, like couldn't get a feel for the series, but um, okay. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think I think uh, the follow the following question is: Is James Harden going to sign his extension over the summer? Or, or Man, uh, is he going to demand another trade? If he's a smart guy, he's going to do it. 
<laughs> that age with that Philly's, body. If Philly's smart, if Philly's smart, they're not letting him do it. I think they're trading him, but I don't think they would. So, yeah. All right. Well, Antetokounmpo and the amazing defense of Boston Celtics, who got Robert Williams the third back, and no Chris Middleton. It's a tough one, man, yeah. with against yeah. Tatum and. Uh, but you know they they do start in. Uh, Boston has the home Boston. court yeah. advantage, so. But you've got the MVP, you got the defending champs. Mm, tough one. Um, I think for me, yeah, this is a tough one. I think this is the conference finals before the conference finals. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think the like we, we can't we can't get past the fact that Middleton won't be playing. And so based on this, you have to go with well, yeah, Boston should be able to, to should should win this uh, this series, despite if, even if Yanis gets you know, 40 and 15 and 8 every That would take this. Day. Winning this series would take Yanis to... Man, if Yanis gets to the finals without Middleton... Yeah, yeah. That would take him to... Yeah. I'm not going to say top 10, but... Oh, like all-time, you mean? Yeah. Top 20 all-time? Yeah. I thought for this season. I was like, well, he's already top 3 this season. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he has it in him. I just... I just uh, and, and like Boston defense is just so good, man. When I, I it might seeing, be a very disappointing. Seeing... It might be a very disappointing series for Antetokounmpo. Like if you remember the world that uh, Nick Nurse prepared for him. I mean, he was less mature than he is now. Yeah, yeah. It depends on Bobby Portis. I read an article, you know, a pre-series, how do you say, a, a, a preview, and it depends on you know Bobby Portis, on Grayson Hallen, on even Brook Lopez. He's been playing like shit. You know, they haven't had Ibaka playing that much either. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of series where you need to rely on on, on those players, but the matchups are not that yeah. great for for the Boston is a very athletic and fast team. Um hey. To me, I, to me, yeah. To me, the one thing against Boston is experience. Like I know they've been to oh, I mean, I know Tatum has been to the conference finals and the core of that team has been a few years ago. But it wasn't the same. Um, and I think experience, Miami being the defending champ, the, that experience might play in their favor to find ways to win games and impact games. Like the same way, for instance, uh, you know, the game one between Brooklyn and Boston could have gone either way, really. Um, and if Brooklyn wins that game, I think the series looks completely different. Well, what if Milwaukee steals game one? Um, you know, on the road in Boston. They won the whole series by 18 points. Yeah, it's crazy. Margin, it's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. So, so that means, like, I don't, I haven't seen how Boston reacts when they lose game, and you know how how, how they react when they, I, I guess, yeah, impacted and, and cannot find their game anymore. So, but yeah, and um, if Boston loses one of the first two games, then he gets interest. Yeah, exactly. Which which has a high chance of a strong chance of happening so from that end then i i could still see see miami winning uh winning it all i would say i would probably lean towards boston you know winning 4-2 but or 4-3 but it's gonna be a tough one all right cool man that was it for today new format <laughs> i'm not sure if you enjoyed it that was that was the a long one point, the 14 point play <laughs> the, the... The ten point play podcast. Um, what I'm what I'm really happy with is that uh, I remember the last podcast where you said, "Ah, oh, I don't know about NBA and watching games." And clearly, 
clearly you're back on track now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting some excitement back, man. I I still I still I, I kind of watch three or four games like I was watching, you know, over the last two years. No. Um, but you know, I go off con dance. I watched the start of Fila Toronto yesterday, which was actually what you had to watch in order to enjoy the game, because I was really hoping for Toronto to get it to game seven. And hey, imagine if Toronto takes it to game seven and there's no and there's no inbeat. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That would be a real shot at the first time ever for a team to to, to come back yeah. from, from 3-0. But man, um, not many teams left. Only eight teams left. It's getting exciting. Um, Much easier on the missing, schedule as well. <laughs> yeah, we're missing a lot of great players uh, like Jokic, like uh, yeah. KD, uh, Kyrie, and uh, you know LeBron. I was <laughs> not, but the, the new NBA. And I, <laughs> and, man, we haven't spoken about 14 out of 14. And with the help of the ring, bloody Chris Paul, what a player, 37-year-old. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm excited for Phoenix. If there's one team aside from Dallas, I don't think Dallas is going to be able to win it. But, you know, if it's going to be Phoenix, Golden State, and I'm definitely going to root for Phoenix. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I like seeing Golden State come back and, you know, be back to the... Uh, I hate fucking the... Draymond Green. I hate him more than I hate LeBron. So, <laughs> oh wow, that's pretty. Uh, uh, that's pretty strong. I mean, yeah, I don't mind Draymond Green. I, I think he's an asshole, but like, he's yeah. a great player. What I don't like is watching him. Like he's he's literally three feet from the basket and he's looking to pass. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, just shoot. I don't care if you go three for ten. Like at some stage, you gotta shoot. Like he's not even he's looking smart. for a shot anymore. And yet, despite that, he still finds ways to be impactful on offense. It's crazy. Like, everyone knows he's not going to shoot it. And so they're like, I don't need to guard him. I know he's not going to shoot it. I can just, you know, protect the, the pass. And he still finds ways to make passes and impact the game. Crazy. Also, put the ball in uh, his uh, teammate's face uh, every now and then. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, round two, yeah. super exciting. Looking forward to those games, and uh, we'll meet again when it's yeah. the start of the uh, conference thanks finals. To, I guess. Thanks to to all of our followers. You know, there's too many. So please, <laughs> please stop sending emails. There's way too many. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Take care. Take care. Bye, bye. Back out to Allen. History final. Bang!